Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Birkbeck Futures podcast from your careers, enterprise and employability team here at Birkbeck University. Uh, Back again, I'm Lucy Robinson, your employability consultant for business and enterprise. We're back today with a new episode in the enterprise series, chatting with top UK entrepreneurs and industry leaders about UK business, startups and self-employment. So in this episode, I'm delighted to welcome Ahmed, founder and CEO of Vital Educators. Welcome, Ahmed. Thank you very much for having me on, Lucy. It's a genuine pleasure. Lovely. Pleasure's all mine. Um, So to kick off, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. uh, So obviously, my name's Ahmed, and uh, I'm I'm an entrepreneur and an educator. And uh, I have launched a website platform called Vital Educators which is kind of designed to combine uh, or facilitate tutors and tutees. So uh, any of the students who are uh, in their GCSEs or doing A-levels or probably doing 11 plus uh, at some point would need some extra support. And for that extra support, they don't know where to look. So I've made this platform to allow them to kind of look for those tutors or those educators or those coaches within their area, essentially. And you've got a background in teaching as well, haven't you? Indeed. Uh, So I have a master's in medical biochemistry with specialism in molecular genetics. And uh, I started uh, private tutoring in 2012. So I've got eight years of experience uh, in in STEM subjects. So I've been teaching for uh, for eight years in physics, chemistry, biology and maths all the way up to A-levels. And I do a bit of English as well on the side as well for some of the foreign students. I always had this passion that I wanted to uh, serve and, and the best way that I could find from my perspective was teaching and to give back to the community. And uh, I wasn't able to kind of fulfill that on a, on a bigger scale. Hence why I thought I should create a platform that allows everyone else who wants to also be a part of this to p- benefit the world in a more constructive way. That's amazing. You've had a fantastic journey with um, Vital Educators. And to say you only started last year, it's come on in huge leaps and bounds. Uh, so what was it like going from traditional employment as a teacher to self-employment as in entrepreneurship? Well, I wouldn't call myself a traditional teacher, to be honest with you. Um, and again, we can go into the philosophical um, arguments, I guess, I have with regards to being a traditional teacher in a traditional school. <laughs> um, but um, I... I I would consider myself as a as a mentor and a coach, and I've been doing that since I was at university. So while I was at university, I used to teach, or I say tutor is a better term. When you say a teacher, I'm not a traditional teacher. I'd like to think that I'm a I'm a I'm a life coach from from that perspective for young people. Mm, that's a really interesting way of of looking at it more as a life coach, quite holistic view. Is that the philosophy that you've? try to bring as a tutor, as a coach to Uh, vital educators. Absolutely, because once I left... um, Once I I finished my A-levels, it was quite hectic. It was quite... uh, quite, Oh, how should I say, um, traumatic experience, I must say, because I was doing about six or seven A-levels in total I did. And uh, and I went to one of the best schools in the country. Uh, but then because of the external pressures and the competition, it really, um, I feel very empty. I felt very empty inside. And I didn't feel like I was achieving a lot, even though I was, like I said, one of the best schools in the country. Once I went to university, I realized that um, because of the negative self-talk, because of this uh, mentality I had, I had really um, caused myself to to spiral out of control and not fulfill my my destiny, essentially, which is to to live the life to my fullest potential because I've always been like that. I've always been hardworking. I've always been uh, very 
success oriented i should say so um once i started teaching kids which was literally first year university i realized that some of these or a lot of these kids are were going through the same problems uh were this were going through the same mental stresses that i was going through were they their mental stresses when i say for example from their parents or from their teachers from their peers and they always have most of them had a chip on their shoulder that like they really wanted to prove themselves and i realized that um we're all unique um in, in this world when we come into this world where we're, we're the chances of us being on this world right now is 1 in 400 trillion that's 400 with 12 zeros so every one of us is unique in our own way and life i've realized that life is a journey where we actually kind of find out our own uniqueness our own way by experiencing different things and that's why that was one of the main reasons why i set up vital educators and that's why i have uh the platform that i have right now that represents these type of people and these type of ideas absolutely it's like a really really quite an intense beginning to a business you know it's clear that it's something that you you know it's a really big passion project for you and helping kids who are in the same mindset as you are and in the same situation as you are is obviously something you're really passionate about um so what were those early stages of vital educators like like i said to you because i was a uh, self employed in a in a sense because when you're teaching people on one to one basis you're essentially self employed i've always been quite kind of entrepreneurial uh from the get go i felt that there was a lot of uh, politics involved in corporate environment so um i wanted to stay away from that and once i left um the pharmaceutical company that i worked for for 2 years um i decided that it was a good idea for me to launch vital educators and the journey so far has Uh, been difficult uh, to say the least because i'm passionate for the for for the for the concept i'm passionate at certain areas of the business but certain areas i had not not that i didn't have any clue on but uh, certain areas i always struggled uh to to put my mind at like uh for example taxes or uh, uh like like these aspects of the business or how to run a business um we never get taught that in school and 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 this is why this is the growl that essentially i have with the school system that the type of education we get very little of it, it is applicable in real life um how to do taxes for example money management uh how to run a business entrepreneurship these things are not taught in school i mean why does it matter um that your um how, uh, that your bl- red blood cells carry oxygen to the to the rest of the body when you are not able to put food on the table for your kids um so i think that that bothered me a lot um uh, i think that i use that as my mot- motivation now to kind of carry on on my path uh, and and not derail uh, and not feel deflated because as a startup and given the fact that uh, I obviously had launched a website you already know anyway that as soon as the website was complete this covid thing happened so I've been I've gone through a lot of adversity to say the least for the for the for the past year but at the same time now things are picking up because covid situation is getting better of course and and uh, a lot of people are flocking towards online education because they realize the schools are not going to be open for a while so I think right now it's it's it's, it's going really well but uh, initially it was extremely hard like I like I've already said absolutely and like as you've said at the moment online education is just absolutely booming because you know students are stuck at home they want to make the most of their time and actually learn things when online classes aren't necessarily as productive as they could be you know people who are in employment or unemployed or furloughed are looking to maximize their time and learn new things so it's a massive massive moment for kind of edtech and new um education based businesses um but obviously like you were saying you know up until this point 
um, these opportunities that COVID's brought you, it's actually been really challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was interested kind of as an entrepreneur, how you've stayed positive and kept moving despite <laughs> these challenges and setbacks. Just like you rightly mentioned, I've always been creative and I think having an entrepreneurial mindset is to be innovative and be very creative with the way you approach certain aspects of life. I mean, a lot of us have the mentality, um, when I say a lot of us, I, I used to have the mentality of uh, uh, when something's not happening, we just give up too easily. Uh, when you become an entrepreneur or when you have an actual business to run, you have no choice but to rely on the functionalities of the business or the profitability of that business. So when things don't work, you are you're kind of cornered to think creatively. You you're, you're cornered to think on your feet and and think quickly as well and implement whatever you're thinking because thinking is not uh, it's only just a part of the battle. Because after thinking, you have to implement and hope that uh, the actions that you take will will turn into a success. And uh, that's the sort of phase I'm going through right now with these crises, because um, whatever actions I'm taking right now, such as this podcast, I'm hoping that this action will lead to a more permanent result. I will lead to people listening to what I'm trying to say and actually come onto the website and actually start benefiting the world and start actually taking advantage of these crises, essentially. So I think being an entrepreneur is always, always about being creative and taking action from my perspective. That's a really, really great way of of looking at it. You know, when you're having a challenge time as an entrepreneur, it's actually more of an opportunity than anything else. And having that faith in yourself to to not just be, you know, to not just cower and implode and give up, but to be that corner tiger and use that to fuel you is actually a really fantastic and quite empowering way of looking at challenges. Absolutely. Um, I always question the idea of uh... Why would anybody want to start a business, especially in these circumstances as well? I mean, there has been times where uh, people in my own family have said that it pr- probably it's a good idea for me to find work and go back to my normal nine to five schedule rather than focus on this because this might not have any scope. But uh, it's always about looking at the bright side because uh, after a certain while, you get tired of thinking that this can't happen or you should just give up. And uh, from my perspective, I, I just feel like at some point you have have to kind of push through and uh, and see what works basically i mean uh, if you just take a last decade's crisis uh, the financial crisis of 2008 you can see that uh, if people who were really savvy people who knew what they were doing people who were innovative at, at that time made millions from those crises uh, actually not just made millions but also benefited their their surroundings their communities their families but just by doing that as well and people who kind of took those crises on face value and decided to just stay at home and not do anything about the crisis and just waited for the crisis to end so they can restart their lives again are still in that sort of limbo phase so i think it's all about changing the mentality and changing the the mindset to become more actionable rather than waiting for things to come to you absolutely particularly in entrepreneurship but ultimately just with careers in general taking control of your own narrative and your own direction is so crucial things don't just happen to you you have to go out and seek them and I think ultimately for entrepreneurship that's a really tough lesson to learn because it can be quite scary as a very early stage entrepreneur to realize that okay, really everything relies on what I do right now, the choices I make, but in a way that's quite freeing because it means you can try new things, you can innovate, like you say, you can just be really creative and you probably will make mistakes. Mistakes are going to happen. It's 
quite strange to be an entrepreneur and not make any any mistakes. Most investors would be wary of entrepreneurs that haven't made mistakes. But taking control of your journey in that way doesn't have to actually be scary. It can be quite freeing. Do you know you say that it makes me feel so good? One of the things that I'm also uh, it g- actually gives me hope, and I really appreciate you you giving me the chance to actually speak and giving me the chance to have this conversation with you as well. Because when I talk, it allows me to see my thoughts very clearly and uh, mm-hmm. see the whole thought process of how I operate in my life. And this is one of the things that I, anybody who's listening to this that I would definitely encourage them to talk to people from time to time and kind of lay out the thought process and things that you're doing in your life, so that anybody else who's listening to you pick them apart and ask you questions on them so that you reinforce those thoughts back into your mind and it will allow you to implement them even better because you have taught them through essentially so i really appreciate you talking to me about this because it kind of makes me believe that vital educators will be a definite success in the future i believe it will be i mean just from a personal perspective, I think it's a fantastic idea. I know that when I was at school, I was very fortunate enough to be able to have tutors in the subjects I was struggling in, which were more often than not STEM subjects. It made a huge difference to me in my grades. So I think having a really accessible platform that not only makes it easy to find that help, but you know, quick to find it accessible, you can scroll through different choices. I think it's a fantastic thing. I find it really interesting the kind of different strands you've gone with for vital educators, you know, the exam material, careers advice, finding a tutor. Um, I wonder like when you were a teacher, what kind of resources did you really see children lacking and children needing? Oh, that's a great question. Um, Every single student that I have come across with have their own particular issues. But the one issue that a lot of the students also go through as well, that they all have talent, but they lack the confidence to execute. And one of the few things that I come across among students is that once they start a question, they're on the right lines, they can get something done, but they give up too quickly because of the fact that they're not confident, because of the fact that they say they say this word, this is too hard, I can't do this, and they just drop the pen. I don't like that sort of mentality. And I and this is a, some, one of the th- things that I actually want to challenge through Vital Educators as well. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. You know how we're in school, we have teachers, right? And when we go mm-hmm. to college, we have teachers. And uh, and then we go to university, we have professors and we have doctors who are, mm-hmm. who are helping us. And we have our peers all the way along the way. But when you're an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and you have this idea, which is unique in a lot of the ways, uh, you don't have those people around you to help you. You're kind of shooting in the dark most of the times. And uh, as an entrepreneur, that is very weird. It's a very weird feeling because you have no one to turn to. You just have to figure mm. these things out on your own and you have to kind of kind of move on and, 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 and hope that whatever you're doing is the right thing. Of course, you can look at other entrepreneurs, but they have their own separate business expertise that they know about. What I'm doing is something that is relatively novel. I mean, there are, there are the points in my life where I'm thinking, maybe this isn't a best, best financial decision, for example, because when you're a startup, everything boils down to finances and you have to be very, mm. very careful from that aspect of life. But I don't know why you started asking me about the students and I just took it to another level on on vital educators. But I think this is a part of life. Having confidence is everything. And uh, Mm -hmm. that's what I've learned, basically. And that's what I try and teach my students as well, that be more confident and try and execute and do not give up. No, I think it was actually a really nice follow on from talking about students' confidence to talking about your experience with vital educators and being an entrepreneur going from 
you know, having lots of support, like you say, you go from a child having lots of support, a student having lots of support. When you're an entrepreneur, it can be very easy to feel like you're suddenly just plumped in this room by yourself, just with you and your thoughts. And that's quite, that's really intimidating. And I mean, I don't know if you'd agree, obviously being an educator, but I think when you see, you know, students throwing down the pen and saying, I don't want to do this anymore, right the way up to entrepreneurs, you know, screwing up their business model canvas, chucking it in the bin, saying, my idea is crap, I'm not doing it. Mm. I think that comes down to, it's not like petulance, it's fear more than anything, Mm. I would say. It's fear of failure. Absolutely. And this is one thing that I went through this period as well, where I was scared to fail. And what I realized is that we should embrace failure rather than be scared to fail. What we should not embrace is quitting. And there's a difference between quitting and failure. And a lot of people think that they're the same thing. Failing is good because every time you fail, you get to learn something new. Failure can teach you things that success actually can't teach you at all. Therefore, we should not be scared of failure whatsoever. Fear is good if it's directed in the right direction, if you know what I mean. I mean, it's it's kind Mm. of a weird way of saying it, directed in the right direction. But you kind of see what I'm saying, that if you're scared, be, be good scared. You know that feeling when you're on a roller coaster and you're about to go down? Uh, that, mm. the, and you get that buzz, that's the sort of fear that I'm referring to. If you want to be fearful, you should be fearful in the right aspects of life. Fears that drives you to take action. That's the sort of feeling you should have rather than fear of failing that will just stop you from taking action. I completely agree. One of my little mantras that I like to tell friends and tell students is, you know, be afraid, be scared, then do it anyway. You're allowed mm. to be scared. That's completely fine. That's human. But just do it anyway. Don't let the fear stop you. So kind of on a more personal level, a more individual level, rather, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, everything we've talked about really kind of exemplifies how being an entrepreneur is an incredibly demanding and challenging thing to do, regardless if there's a global pandemic going on. Just generally, it's a really tough thing to do. Of course. Um, How do you make sure you're kind of taking care of yourself along the way? So I'm a avid gym goer, um, but I can't even do that, to be honest with you. So just before this podcast started, I ended up going for a run and uh, I do something called a Murphy's workout. I don't know what I don't know whether you know what that is, which basically means that you do 100 pull ups, 200 press ups and uh, 300 squats, essentially. Um, And I was doing that basically. And I do that every other day. Other than that, I go on a hike uh, a lot. I was in Peak District the other day. Before that, I was in Lake District. So I I go around and kind of explore my own country, essentially. Um, Other than that, I'm an avid traveler uh, because obviously because of travel ban i can't even travel as well mm. these days but uh but that's how that's the sort of things that i do to kind of keep my my mind at rest essentially also another another thing that i i kind of cherished was uh, meditating as well for example like after finishing my workout today it's raining here in birmingham um i sat down on the floor and i just literally closed my eyes and pictured or felt the rain on my face i know it's kind of weird entrepreneurs are weird people i mean (laughs) i mean what do you expect but like um it's a quite a cathartic experience and uh there are loads of ways that as an entrepreneur that you can incorporate in your life loads of things that you can incorporate in your life that that helps you calm down in stressful situations yeah so it's essentially kind of just whatever specifically works for you what grounds you what makes you feel calm and centered making sure you're kind of taking the time to do that indeed and how do you um this is probably quite a basic question but I know that it's something that a lot of entrepreneurs and even more broadly self-employed and freelance people struggle with when you're the one 
who's designing your time and directing and designing your own schedule, Mm -hmm. it can be really tough to kind of separate work from not work Mm -hmm. or your time really can merge into one. Again, particularly during lockdown when we're all at home and, Mm -hmm. you know, your home is the office and the office is your home. Mm -hmm. How do you make sure you've actually, you're actually giving yourself the appropriate amount of time for that? I love it. Great question. Um, and then, like I said, we we all all of us have the same amount of time during the week, right? Which is 168 mm-hmm. hours, if I'm correct. And uh, we work 40 of those hours in a normal job. So an entrepreneur, well, they're, they're saying if you really want to make it, well, the research says an entrepreneur should be, especially as a startup, should be working at least 85 to 100 hours a week. So, so, so I don't really have a Saturday or Sunday in my head. Uh, 24 hours a day. Uh, seven days a week is is basically my time but the whole point uh, but i would i would i would question that with um an entrepreneur from my perspective anyway uh, looks at the result and the value he needs to give back to the to the community okay that's what i'm that's what in my head that's what an entrepreneur is should be thinking and and i.e he should not be worrying about the hours he spend he should worry about the type of content or the type of service um that he or she brings to the table essentially um and and how he can he or she can maximize giving that service so what i have here i'm looking at it right now on my wall is um is, is my targets so i set myself targets to achieve financial targets i have i have uh, marketing targets i have uh, um uh, even podcast guest targets because i will also have uh, podcast guests coming on onto my careers podcast as well careers and education podcast um which is done extremely well by the way and um and on in, so this that's on my right wall on my front wall in front of, on my bed um i have every single day what kind of work i should be doing in order to maximize my business and i there's a there's a there's a there's a thing where you uh, i review everything i have done during the week i have a journal for it um during the week i write down what's gone well and what hasn't gone well and what would i do differently every single week and uh, this this has been widely documented in self-help book uh, by brian tracy called eat that frog if you haven't read that book i definitely recommend listeners to Mm -hmm. to kind of um explore that book basically and uh, and and of course then i plan what what will i be doing for the next week and then i prioritize my task using a donald's rumfeld's matrix i don't know whether i don't know whether you know what that is which basically means that you have tasks which are highly important and and urgent and then i divide the task into uh, important and not urgent and then not important and urgent and not important and not urgent so it's like a quadrant and then i i list those tasks into where what needs to be done and that's how i kind of get through the task essentially but basically what to, to directly answer your question that i don't really have a time in my head that i'm spending like 100 hours i have to spend 100 hours or i have to spend 85 hours or something i kind of schedule it in terms of how much work i get done and there are weeks where i am not working a lot and there are weeks where i'm working like crazy so it's always up and down as an entrepreneur that sounds incredibly structured and a really really well designed kind of approach to your work <laughs> when you first started um started speaking i was i was thinking it's kind of like the phrase work smart not hard but then the more you went on i was like no that's 
a complete lie. It's, it's work smart and work hard, really, isn't well, it? Well, initially it is work smart and work hard, but eventually I think you move towards uh, the second or the first thing that you said for the former, mm. which is, yeah, you end up getting to a point where you're, um, you're working smarter rather than harder. So right now, for example, the reason I can relax a bit now is because I've hired somebody to do the marketing for me. And she is actually, she's actually a student of Birkbeck University and uh, she's on an course, in- yeah. internship with me right now. And she's, I'm really happy and I'm really glad that I get to work with someone so I get to understand the sort of perspectives that she had. So I'm on a new journey right now where I've kind of branched out of solo entrepreneurship to like branching out to with someone when someone's working for me and well, I don't shouldn't say working for me and working at this project I should say or at this mission with me. So it's um it's it's quite it's 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 uh, it's it's a revitalizing experience to say the least. I I love it. Yeah, what's it been like to kind of go from having vital educators be kind of like your baby in a sense and, you know, you being solely responsible to kind of sharing that responsibility with a colleague? Uh, believe it or not, uh, it's it, it's it's unique. And it's, I'm, I'm very glad at the fact that I've spent those two years after university working for in a corporate environment because it has taught me a lot of things. Um, and then, for example, like employee laws, um, I, ha- I as a business owner have to um, kind of regulate that uh, i need to know and make sure how much uh, um how, how many days off she gets for example uh, so these mm-hmm. kind of questions i need to i need to know like ins and outs of essentially um and and our national insurance and our taxes i need to make sure that they are paid before she's paid so i i need to obviously look into all of that stuff so it's it's a new experience because i get to learn new things essentially but at the same time um um uh, working with her has been an, a great experience I, i'm a people person myself i'm quite an extrovert to be honest with you so i enjoy having her uh, but i've realized it's very important this is I've, i was reading a book called e-myth uh i can't remember the author's name but if you have it's amazing he says that um you should always the best way to kind of uh, employ someone is to always hire people that are smarter than you so i was quite i was i'm actually quite glad that she's she's extremely bright and extremely smart and uh whenever i sit down with her which is once a week or i think twice a week we kind of share ideas and and i always see her side of you and and she and uh, and and really appreciate her inputs in in, in 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 the marketing side of the business and and because of her i should say that my podcast have actually gone to top 100 in the uk and america right now in self-help within a month of her working so oh, fantastic i know Congratulations. Uh, cheers thanks so so I'm, I'm kind of um i'm very pleased by that to be honest with you and and i really enjoy um working with her and, and i'm sure she does too because right? she gets to work from home and i like to think that i'm quite a flexible entrepreneur and so she gets to wake up at any time she wants to and work and finish off anytime she wants to as long as she achieves her results so i'm quite entrepreneurial when it comes to um, managing my uh, people that that are working with on this mission with me essentially it sounds like you've taken kind of a really collaborative approach to working with her which i think is fantastic to see and it's interesting to me that you know you've said you've taken an entrepreneurial kind of approach to this and i was wondering how you'd this is a huge question, mm-hmm. uh, but how you would define an entrepreneurial spirit? 
Oh wow, what a um, that's uh, that's difficult. Um, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Um, well, I I look at it uh, like I think we were talking about it earlier as well. That it's all about um, thinking on your feet uh, when you're cornered against a certain point. When you have adversity, I think um, as as young children, uh, we are always taught that uh, whenever you have adversity, what happens when you go to school? Uh, you get a hard problem and you try, but after a certain while, you just give up and you're like, teacher, I can't do it. You know. And uh, you and at at your home, you're trying to fix something, and you always uh, or you want to cook. You always rely on your mum, or you're always relying on your dad uh, to kind of fix the things, and your mum to cook, for example. And there's always somebody who's kind of helping you out throughout the way. Entrepreneurship is slightly different in that sense because you're always thinking on your feet. Whenever you have adversity, whenever you have problems, you have to find solutions yourself. And um, and, and and it's good to have a business mentor, by the way. That's a side point I would definitely suggest that you should have because I have one as well. And she keeps me on my tracks because she will she, she tells me to basically cut the BS basically and trying to focus on what's what's more important and what the mission is essentially, which is to to educate and to to help out people as much as possible. Um but yeah, so to me, entrepreneurship is thinking on your feet, uh, thriving in any environment and uh, always coming up with adversity and uh, trying to think on your feet to overcome any difficulties uh, at any point. And I know that this sounds kind of like a mumbo jumbo, hocus pocus kind of thing, but it's all again, it's always about optimizing. Um, I know that I can rely on my employee because I know deep down in my heart, I treat her well. Um, I think that's a part of ent- entrepreneur. I think it's more of a, I know it kind of sounds like crazy. Crazy, uh, crazy religion, uh, but it 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 it, it kind of sounds like a religion, doesn't it? But, but at the end of the day, it's um, it's all about uh, being unique and uh, and 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 doing something incredible. You know, and I and I and I look at uh, awesome entrepreneurs who have done incredibly well, uh, like Elon Musk, for example, who have always innovating, always innovating, always striving to do better. Uh, right now, he's trying to go to Mars. Before that, he was looking at electric car. Before he was looking at before that, he was looking at PayPal, how how to kind of create an electronic payment system that is that makes it easier for businesses to 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 kind of trade. So, like I said to you, entrepreneurship is is basically about uh, stretching yourself um, and. And always pushing the boundaries and and doing something incredible and giving value to people at all times. I really like that. I think that's a fantastic way to look at what's often, as we've discussed, you know, a really challenging um, way to live your professional life. I think looking at it as a fantastic opportunity to push yourself, as you say, stretch yourself and always be striving on, you know, thinking about what's the next breakthrough you can have, what's the next really positive thing you can bring to the table. Absolutely. So kind of... On that note, what do you see um, as being the next big thing for vital educators? Okay, uh, great question. So uh, right now we're national. Um, the the website's obviously working. Uh, what I'm trying to do right now is compile as much free exam resources, which is physics, chemistry, biology, maths, or any of the GCSEs and A-levels uh, uh, subjects that I have, and compile them on just one website. So vital, vital Educators, therefore, would be the only website in the UK that will offer, that will have all the exam content possible for available for free for students at the same time it will be a free a tutoring student matching platform so any of the tutors who are listening to this any of the people who want to make an extra income educating someone impacting someone's life i'd really encourage you to go sign up it's completely free and it will be the only website that also offers um career education career uh, advice as a way of podcast so no other platform out there does that that's what i'm trying to do so 
right now the focus is literally to make it as amazing and as 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 valuable as possible for for the people who who actually visit the website my five year goal in essentially in that sense would be to obviously take it global um i know that there's a lot of demand for tangible education practical education in usa in china uh, in australia and a lot of the english speaking countries as well so my aim would be to kind of branch out and go towards that sort of thinking essentially but uh, i haven't really looked into that as 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 deeply that sounds fantastic and you know given that the progress you've made relatively in such a short space of time absolutely no doubt that you'll be able to achieve that you're too kind thank you so much lucy you're i mean i i'm i'm it's 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 difficult uh, believe it or not uh, but i always tell myself like uh, wherever there's a will there's a way so um so it's 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 a motivatory factor for me i i plus i enjoy it as well like i i always ask myself like what would i be doing if i wasn't doing this right now uh, because of covid conditions everybody been furloughed and stuff a lot of people use that as an opportunity definitely my friends that who are working uh, as doctors dentists whatever they they've just gone home and start and started playing video games all that time so i just think that i'd be wasting my time and i won't be doing anything productive and i and, and, and i know a lot of them not feel fulfilled inside because they don't feel like they're doing valuable work and the only reason that they got into the profession they got into is because that profession was perceived to be something of value to their loved ones i.e their parents or their peers for example um but to them it did not mean anything and um, i and i kind of consider myself to be the lucky one that i i did not follow in that sort of footsteps essentially and and yeah that's uh, that's what life's all about really isn't it by experimenting different things and 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 finding out who you are and then and, and pushing yourself to do better every single time absolutely i completely agree with you and i think it's it's really really noteworthy that you've said that you know a lot of people go into certain careers because they feel that it's the right thing to do what you like you say you know kind of perceived you know value of those careers perceived credibility of those careers whereas if you you know like you said you know what else would I be doing if you can find that kind of affirmation of your own choices from within rather than relying on external forces to reaffirm that for you ultimately that's a much better long-term strategy for kind of happiness and career fulfillment i feel i always say this and you're 100% right by the way that a lot of people when especially when you get 18 or 16 whenever or 17 you 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 get into that mode of oh my god what am i supposed to be doing with my life what am i doing at university and even after university like what am i supposed to be doing after that so most of the time you realize that those are the times where you have to make a tangible decision as to where your what your life's life's going to be uh in the future but um in reality you realize i have realized that anyway i don't know whether you have or not Uh, or anybody who else is listening as as in that your your whole life your whole life is your is a journey of self discovery so you can't make the decision as to what you're going to be doing for the next 40 years of your life at 18 you can't make that decision um unless you're unless you deep down in your heart you already know like i've no i've known a couple of people who have done that and i commend them and they are happy doing what they're doing in the profession they have gone into but but i look i look at life as a journey of self discovery and and i look at any business in that in that way as well a business is a representation of who you are as a human being the way you run your business is the way you run your life and i i openly say that because of vital educators i get to find out who i am and what my place is in the world and what kind of impact i can have on people 
and I, what kind of impact I have made. I've made a difference to hundreds of lives, essentially. And uh, I just want to scale that out to as many people as possible now, to millions, essentially, or potentially billions at some point as well. So I think that it's very good to have that perspective that you, you don't need to know what that what you need to be doing for the rest of your life at 18, 19, or 21. You need to know what you need to do, i.e. next week or next month, but not till you're 60. I think that's very important to to distinguish. Imagine you taking a journey and a journey on in a car and it's a straight road and there are no bumps, there are no turns and you know what's at the end of the journey, i.e., uh, let me give an example, it's a house or a mountain. The question really becomes, uh, are you focused on the mountain or are you focused on the road that has no bumps? I think that's a really good way to look at it. Exactly. So my, my point is that we always kind of look at, oh, once we get to this place, our lives will be amazing. Once we get to that place, I'll, once I get this promotion, my life will be amazing. You know, we stop to think about how amazing it already is, you know. And, and whenever you're driving, you're not looking at the road at all times. You're looking around as well. You're looking at, you know, maybe the sky or the birds or the other traffic, for example. You know, what I'm saying is that you can always find beauty in where you are. And I think, and, and that's what self-discovery is all about, finding little things that makes a difference in your life and improves you as a human being. I think that's a, that's a brilliant attitude and a really great way to round off a podcast that's all about kind of self-actualization and doing what works best for you. So thank you so, so much, Ahmed, for being here and sharing your insights with us today. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's been a genuine experience. Uh, I'm sorry if I bored you to death about my life philosophies, but uh, if not you... even a bit. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, if you um, if uh, whenever you get a chance, um, whenever uh, you, I would encourage the listeners to kind of check out my podcast as well. I invite people from all different backgrounds. I've had engineers, I've had doctors, I've had dentists, optometrists, I've had uh, book writers, I've had psychologists who have come and we've spoken about different things um, about diff- various parts of various aspects of life from i.e. education to do with normal physics, chemistry, biology and stuff to racism, for example, to socioeconomic things in life. So I've, I've had people from all aspects of life and I really encourage you guys to check out Vital Educators podcast as well and check out my website, which is vitaleducators.com. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for having me, Lucy. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ahmed. Yes, just to echo that, I really encourage everyone to check out the Vital Educators platform and particularly the podcast because the work Ahmed is doing is is basically just an explosion of way more of what we've talked about today. So if you've liked the kind of topics we've touched upon and want to hear more about Ahmed's insights and the kinds of people that he chats to, please do check out his website and his podcast. Um, So thank you all for listening to this episode of the Burbank Futures podcast. You can find out more about our services and how to contact us at bbk.ac.uk forward slash futures. Join us next time for more content and advice on UK startups and enterprise, as well as general careers and employability skills. Thank you so much and bye for now.